Okay. It sounds yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah, it was probably blown like way out of proportion. I I don't know what the deal is there. It's something with this mixer. By the way, Michael, uh, today in the paper, the major decided he wants to ban Flotopia. Oh, thank fucking God. <laughs> Wait, he wants, he wants to ban what? Flotopia. Uh, so know. when Michael was here, uh, you know, I gave him a tour of the town and everything, and when we tried to go to the beach, they had this stupid fucking, like, thing called Flotopia where, like, a bunch of people were... And by a bunch of people, I mean, like, most of Miami was going to the beach with, like, these fucking floating animals <laughs> and clogging the streets and everything and okay. apparently destroying the beach because... Basically, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't quite understand what, what happened. So it, it sounds like this is like Zootopia, except you bring uh, an inflatable animal to the beach, yep. like it's a play on Zootopia, right? Yeah, pretty much. It sounds awful. Yeah, it, it is pretty like awful that. actually, especially if you're stuck in traffic. Why? <laughs> okay. And so, like, they're just how do they how do you ban that? Do you ban taking floating animals to the beach? No, he's just gonna ban the event. Oh, okay. So it's like an organized event that gets together. Yeah, yeah. It's an actual thing. Is this like a is it, is, like it a, is it because the mayor couldn't go to the event himself? He couldn't go to the beach. He hasn't seen yeah, the I mean, movie, so he doesn't to the get beach. it. That's kind of the point. Like, <laughs> he was super crowded. He's like, what are you guys doing? I don't understand. And no one can explain it adequately. And so he's like, fine, it's banned. That's what I'd do if I was mayor. <laughs> I got to see that a lot and, of cars driving towards the, uh, the beach. The destruction of the fucking beach. Did you, uh, so you you two met up uh, for, I, I guess we'll, we'll just throw this into the recording. Why not? You guys got to link up. Did you just, just, just for like a meal? Did you just have a meal together? We had a fun, fun Miami day. Oh, fun day, huh? Fun Miami day. That's right. <laughs> it's as exciting as it sounds. Isn't every day a fun Miami day, though? We wore white suits. Oh, did you? Did you? Uh, so just like a real Miami guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did you guys yep. take down a helicopter? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Obviously. Also, I learned that not everybody in the world thinks that Mexican Coke is a big fucking deal. Oh, why? Did, yeah. you, did you see one and you were like, how special? And no one else reacted to it? Pretty much. He, he always hated Mexican Coke. I don't care, but the, the thing is, like, I thought that just it was just widely accepted by all the peoples that Mexican Coke is great, despite the fact it tastes the exact fucking same. I mean, I don't know if it tastes the exact same. It tastes all right. right it, it, it tastes better because it's served out of a bottle. Well, it, it's also made with real sugar, isn't it? That doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. No. Yes, it does. <laughs> I, I mean, it does. It tastes the exact it fucking tastes... same. And if you tell me otherwise, you're a fucking liar. I bet I could blind uh, taste test it. I'll bet you I, I could. I bet you can. Because it's my. I bet you I could too. I could okay, we're doing. Coke. We're doing right, this. Yeah, we're we're fucking testing this. We're and I'm testing prove all you fuckers wrong. I don't know why this makes you so mad. Wow. I've, I don't think I've seen you get riled up about anything as much as the question <laughs> of whether or not sugar is detectable in Coke. Um, all right. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I've seen greater injustice than this with you around. <laughs> right, well, you're you're a lot of the time he was perpetrating it. Exactly. Yeah. Let me just uh, stop for a second and mention that if that uh, if that angry tone is familiar to you, it's probably because you're listening to the Enemy Slime podcast <laughs> episode number. I'm so ill prepared. I don't know what episode. Oh, thank you, Lucio. You had a whole hour to figure it out. So yes, I'm glad somebody <laughs> noticed. Uh, we are starting a bit late tonight, but that's okay. We're gonna have that. Just means we're gonna have twice as much fun in half as much time, and uh, it should be fantastic. 
Um, are we done? Is there anything else to discuss on the Coke front, or should we move into the news here? We'll get there. Um, people bake on the wait, way. I feel like I did huh? have something calculated that happened to me this week. A Coke event, some kind of Coke event. Yeah, what happened? What happened that was Coke related? I Coke? I did some uh, with in my nose through a straw, and it was awful. <laughs> I was just on a dare, and it was the worst thing I ever did. Uh, Supposed to do it with like, our rolled like, up bill. Like, Coca-Cola oh. or, or Coke? Yeah, Coca-Cola. Co- <laughs> oh, okay, when, when someone tells me they're snorting Coke, that's not what I usually burned Burned my soft palate. I didn't like it. wouldn't recommend it. So, so, any... but, so, so Coke through the straw, like what, 2 out of 10? Uh, no, let's give, it, let's give it a 4. It was a good 4. Nothing else was going on that day. There's only so many things to do. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, we can't go see fucking movies now. Uh, Why? What happened? Well, not movies, not movies with nudity in them. Oh, uh, that's so right. you could see Zootopia. I could see Zootopia. Apparently, that's the only movie that's appropriate for our local uh, theater slash bar to serve. So. Wait, what? It's the theater slash bar. Yeah, we they, they can't show any movies nudity in them. Yeah, you nailed it. That is exactly uh, the rule. So. That makes a lot of sense. No, 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 get this. this is, I know that we need to get to games and shit, but this is just too good to pass up here. So the state, we have we have one bar uh, that is uh, doubles as a theater, and uh, they serve hard liquor, they serve food. Um, so they're really just a restaurant with a liquor license, as far as I know, not an actual bar. I'm not sure what the rule is there as far as that goes, but either way. You can go there, you can see a movie, you can get some drinks. But the state has a set of laws that specifically apply to our strip clubs that say if an institution has uh, full-blown nudity, they can't serve alcohol, uh, which is a law that other states have too. Uh, those pussies over in California have it. Like It, it, it's, it happens all over the place. Um, Why? It, because, <laughs> apparent, because if you're drunk and you see a vagina, then obviously you're going to get violent and start causing trouble. I lose my fucking mind and I kill everyone in the room. So, um... <laughs> hey, ladies. And, and that's when he blacked out. <laughs> but, so what when ha- I woke up, I was in Miami. But of course, what happens, people get drunk and then they go to the nude strip club and they just don't drink once they're there. Or they bring a flask or who knows. But... Either way, that's that's the rule. So uh, if it if it's nudity, they have to serve juice. Well, apparently, some people think that this applies to theaters as well, because they sent two undercover agents to go see the movie Deadpool at Brewies, <laughs> and these undercover agents ordered beer and watched the movie, and then they are instituting a fine. And this isn't the first time that Brewies has gotten in trouble. Uh, the last time it was for showing The Hangover, which also features full frontal nudity. And uh, for the hangover, was this a was this a sting? This was a sting. sting? Was this a sting or was this like like digging out? No, this is a straight up. This is a straight up sting, Uh, or at least it's two guys who needed a night out and masqueraded (laughs) it as they wanted to put it on the company card. So they're like, "Wow, okay." That's what it sounds like to me. It it totally does, doesn't it? Like, how do I sign up for the job where I get to go watch a movie and drink beer? Like, that sounds like a fine job. You know, I bet it was one Mormon cop, and he ran into another Mormon cop at the theater, and they had to make an excuse for why they were there. (laughs) That's actually, that's the best explanation that I've heard so far. That makes the most sense. But uh, yeah, it's a fucking mess. It's ridiculous. This is the dumbest thing uh, that I've I've ever seen. Uh, Well, the second dumbest, because they already did it for The Hangover. The Hangover was such a low fine that they just rolled over and paid it. It was 1,500 bucks. But this one, the state wants 25,000. So they've hired an attorney... And they're they're suing the state. That's uh, when I charge them a hundred thousand dollars. 
I mean, whatever. You know, uh, I hope that they win it. It's ridiculous. What a stupid state I live in. Don't we have an oil refinery that poisons like a billion people every day? Sure, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> nobody wants but, to. But but they're close when they're doing it. Does ah, does going undercover at an oil refinery sound like a good night out? Not to me. I want to get. So, I want to have some beer. What if you went undercover Deadpool? drunk at the at the oil refinery? Yeah, mm. that sounds all right. Can you drink at the oil refinery? And I mean, that's a place where I'd be fine with them saying don't drink. <laughs> yeah, that's like a very good place to not drink. That's actually a perfectly reasonable place to say, hey, no alcohol here, guys. But I think you should drink at the oil refinery, and I think you should light a big old cigar. A big old cigar. Yeah. Yeah, let's go smoke spliffs at the oil refinery and see how long it takes us to get kicked out. <laughs> Might be a while. Sounds anyway, I'm your usual host, Jared, and I'm joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Enemy Slime Podcast? What's that? I have Mr... I almost said Doug Wilson, but he's not here tonight. I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Let me answer that question for you, Michael. It's a podcast where we sit around and discuss serious news. Yeah, the seriousness of news. And I have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. We are the most important anchors in Stone Broker. Resident beach expert, Lucio Lorenzino. Yeah, that's me. Someone uh, did a kindness and updated the podcast agenda for me today, and I'm having a hard time understanding what a lot of this is. <laughs> so what did you read for us? Because I don't remember what I wrote. So the first one is apologize to Michael. I'm not sure what we're apologizing to him for. Uh, that wasn't me. Oh. So I wasn't on last week's podcast, and nobody talked about how much they missed me. Oh, and I think actually, I think after we finished, we we commented on how good it was without you. <laughs> yeah, I I actually said that. I didn't oh, okay. miss you because you were with me. We well, said, now you've got two things to apologize for, except be, for Lucio, who is guiltless. And to be fair, this one's pretty off the rails now that you're here. So the so far, the science <laughs> is holding up. Uh, what else do I have here? I have, uh, so uh, we're sorry, Michael. There you go. Apology. Uh, Thank you. Apology delivered. Uh, Deus Ex Gun I'm going to double down and say it was better without Michael. De- Deus Ex Gun Hand Man <laughs> exceeds Kickstarter goal by almost 200%. What is that? <laughs> that was also not me. <laughs> that was something I did like three podcasts ago and nobody mentioned it. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that's, that's not real. old, old news. Okay, well, let's just go through all this then. Why, why <laughs> Payday... first season was already canceled on HBO. Why Payday 2 is the best pirate game. <laughs> that was me. That okay. was just a joke. Okay. Uh, I'm, this no is, joke about this it. Is, it is the best pirate game. This is maybe the one I'm most confused about. Alex St. John created DirectX, so now he is okay with slavery. <laughs> oh, so... <laughs> what is... So I, you, you guys hear about this? No, what is this? <laughs> so basically, uh, Alex and John over the weekend had like a, I don't know if it's a TED talk or something like that, but he he essentially gave a presentation saying that you need to exploit your engineers. That's basically like the point of his presentation. Like you need to exploit people. You need to like make sure that their family is invested on them working for you so that they will work the best for you. And you need to like hire autists because... They're dumb and they have no social skills, so they'll do what you what you tell them. And they will never have another job because since they have no social skills, they'll be afraid to never get another job, so they will do whatever you tell them. What does this have to do with DirectX? He's, That's really good advice. He, well, well he, he was the creator of, the, of DirectX. I, I don't understand what any of his advice has to do with that. Well, it's just, you know... He, he created DirectX. That's how he made DirectX, was on the backs of that's, millions that's of he, developer yeah. slaves. <laughs> Well, did he, did the ironic part is that he, 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 he had a major breakdown a few years ago. 
Boy, a lot of he people. Did. It was or worked. Oh yeah, look at. It, it turns out, as it turns out, I don't really care about the creator of Direct Direct because Direct X is the annoying thing that happens every time I upload a new video game. I mean, I'm so definitely not. Steve, like, I'm definitely not super worried about uh, what he thinks about anything. The <laughs> <laughs> um, industry, so you know. What's he working on now? Um, nothing. He did a thing Direct, like Direct X Twelve. No, he he got fired from Microsoft. Alex is also a frequent contributor to oh, Computer Power anyway. User Magazine. Ooh. People are describing him in headlines as a uh, the game industry's own pharma bro. So what now? A pharma bro, because the the pharmaceutical industry so has early? some uh, very similar. Uh, he he's like a he's they're comparing him to like Martin Shirkelly or whatever. Uh, I I I do wonder. Um, since he he basically advised having a slave uh, uh, slaves work for you to create direct X. Do you think he had a plantation where they uh, grow? I don't know what the direct fuck, X's. Direct, yeah, where they grow direct X's. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how they get to you every time. <laughs> every time, every time it's in a new video. Every time you. That's why we have the uh, the Microsoft spiritual. I mean, that's why you that's why you have to install DirectX every time. Each DirectX that you install came from another slave. Yeah, it's a crazy cash crop. It's ridiculous. You know, I'm just going to say this. I don't think that it the slaves who built DirectX Direct are the same slaves who work on a plantation. No, probably not. <laughs> I have a feeling that they probably have a little less to complain about. It's uh, the, the, the triangulate DirectX trade. Just, just oh so slightly. Basically, the issue is all about you know, the whole crunch thing. That software <laughs> um, let's see what we have next. Oh, it's probably not cool to like you know advocate for people to ruin their lives so like you can ship on time. Uh, Ubisoft has no idea what it's doing with the division. Is there anything big to add there? No, I mean look, I, it's mostly for Jay because I know he's been bitching about. Oh, we talked about that last week. Yeah, I think we did. I think we're, <laughs> I think we're good on that one. Uh, here's here's a good news piece. Lucio talked shit last podcast that he <laughs> needs to correct. So last podcast I was talking about SNK. Uh huh. And. I was kind of, I read um, about it like a few months ago, so I wasn't very clear. So I went back and looked it up. Uh, so I need to correct the timeline a little bit. What happened was um, they, the original founders did buy it back and they did like get the, the old team back. But that was like years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just continue with the pachinko thing uh, by themselves. Uh, oh, okay. And the reason why yeah, that's, that's so, something we really need to clarify. No, well, it's important like you, that we be accurate on this podcast. <laughs> Just like, like I'm sure that all those inflammatory things we said about Alex St. John and his slaves. <laughs> probably I, I just felt like I needed to correct it. No, that's fine. I, I definitely feel as though that's like the least accurate thing we've ever said on this podcast. I mean, I'm mean, sorry, like maybe the most accurate thing. See, I can't even get my symptoms straight. <laughs> See, we don't even know what our own record looks like. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say this: You guys talk about making pachinko games like it's fate worse than worse than death. Those things make so much money. If you open a well, pachinko parlor across from a pink pachinko parlor, it'll just double the number of pachinko players. What I'm going to, on with this is: it turns out SNK is leaving the pachinko business. No, because no. of um, some new regulation that apparently is not going to make it that profitable anymore. Which begs the question: Is what the fuck is Konami doing? My question is, how do you play Pachinko? Also, Ko- uh, Konami is uh, making the new Contra game. 
I think it's a mobile title, isn't it? Uh, oh, awesome. That's I haven't, exactly what I want. I haven't looked at it lately, but it definitely looked like they were ruining that. So. <laughs> Did they make a Samurai Spirits Pachinko? I hope so. Everything should have a pachinko. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did at some point. Uh, let's see here. And then last but not least in our news list, s- soldiers can fuck in XCOM. And then in parentheses, it says cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody made a mod. So now basically you can have Fire Emblem in XCOM. Oh, nice. So now you and can I have that was cool. Fuck and you can get your superpower eugenics kits. Well, that seems uh, cool to me. Yeah, that's why it's cool. Hmm. All right. Well, there you go. Any any questions? <laughs> um, I have some actual news to talk about. All right. What you got, Jay? So, um, first, the final, the finale of, of Walking Dead, McShone is, um, where McCone, however the fuck you want to say it, is out this week. Oh, is so it? there's that. How many yeah. episodes did that wind up being? It was only three. But we, and um, the other thing is, I don't think we ever mentioned it, but they did announce season three of Walking Dead for this year, so it should come out later on. Huh. Wow. Um, yeah, the the third... Uh, I don't know, but like... What, uh, never mind. With, I guess we'll find out. With old Clementine. You know her. Uh, with Clementine. Like, I want her to be like 16 next game. Is Clementine I, back, do you think? I actually do want her to be 16 next game. That could be Oh, 16. Oh, 16. <laughs> 60 sounds good. I'd play that. You know what? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's, let's see how someone survives 60 years in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, let's play I that game. I remember Lee. <laughs> <laughs> in my day, we killed the zombies like this. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. And I hope she's taking advantage of like zombie Medicare or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of equivalent. That'd be pretty good. All right. Um, and then my the only other thing is, because we never talked about this, but the... Um, the new Assassin's Creed rumor actually started circulating in January. Mm-hmm. But um, just to mention it real quick, it's supposedly, supposedly, a game called Assassin's Creed Empire, in which you will be a um, an Egyptian slave. So it's it's going to be... Fantastic. Like, and you're going to be working for St. John, right? Yeah, you'll be working for St. John. And it's going to be, it's going to take place That's well the before any portion. of the other... <laughs> well before any of the other um, Assassin's Creed games. Basically, it's going to be like 1 AD or some some stupid shit like that. Like, What's this a stupid bullshit that we're saying that's going to be like The Witcher? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the rumors. One of the rumors is that it's going to be just like The Witcher. Um, you know, because they're, they're redoubling their efforts and there's going to be all this shit to do. Horses and boats will be back. Um, horses and ships, but there won't be no, no, no naval combat. Ah, yes. All, all that sailing that the Egyptians did. Up the Nile, I guess. Yeah, no, they, they, I mean, they put Moses in the basket in the Nile and he did just fine. So <laughs> it only makes sense that the assassin's going to be basketing down the Nile, too. Actually, little oh, known man. fact, most of the pyramids were seaworthy. Yeah, that's, no, that's true. I, I heard, uh, I heard Ben Carson say that. <laughs> All that grain inside made them very buoyant. That's right. And so just kind of the final note on the rumor, I do, I do want to stress it, it's still a rumor, uh, uh, the, but, you know, there's there's some stuff that lets some credence to it. So the final note about the rumor is that um, Assassin's Creed Empire is going to take place the earliest in the timeline because Ubisoft didn't want to be bogged down by history. Good. They didn't want, they didn't <laughs> we know a lot about Egyptians. It's not like 
a lost civilization I'm or anything. I'm so sick of that stupid history. <laughs> that, right, that's not the reason anyone played those titles. No one wanted any of that history shit. There's, uh, I don't know. I We'll see. I mean, there are worse games and worse plans that they could be rumored to be emulating or aping. Like, uh, at least they're not like, it's going to be the Fallout 4 of Assassin's Creed games, <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I can't wait to, uh, to have an assassin going like, what is Egypt? So, <laughs> what is what is the Hidden Blade? Tell me about <laughs> yeah, the Pharaoh. Metal Gear. No, wrong my, game. I, I, get, I, I guess my biggest worry is that, like, in kind of all the speculation, um, you know, there's some back and forth about possibly getting a little biblical with the game in terms oh. of plagues and all that shit. And the reason why I'm worried, why I find that a threat, is because superpowers already actually exist in the Assassin's Creed franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And it's usually out of the way shit. It's usually stuff like hacks in the Animus. Um, but Chronicles Russia, since I just finished that one, um, they kind of... And Syndicate 2. Syndicate 2. They actually got super deep into it with the, um, with the superpowers and people having magical abilities and all that shit. So I'm a little afraid that they can actually make these plagues a reality in the game. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I always like the kind of... Um, I mean, the first civilization are basically gods anyway, right? So, so that's... Right, right. Is that is there like a power-up? Like I see a group of guards and I use my ability or whatever and then all their firstborn sons die. <laughs> and I'm like, ha! <laughs> Take that! Yeah, I... I I, I would have thought more things like locusts and boils. I like that you went to the firstborn son. Yeah, I mean that's my favorite curse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's probably the easiest one to to execute too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Is uh, I like that one the most because they don't know it happened, and so you still get to like you know. I guess it really changes nothing in the moment. It's actually probably not a very good power up. <laughs> the game isn't going to have you like stealth killing a bunch of children, is it? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Execute. <laughs> I feel like most people aren't going to be okay with that. Yeah, people always people always get all nambly pambly when you start doing that shit. I don't know. I, I I guess we'll see. It's it's. I guess I agree with you. There are like worse plans. I guess especially for the assassins. I mean, friends, there's just there's so many there's so many times nowadays, especially in this industry, where people I, I like have just so clearly missed the point. And are and are like enthusiastic about something terrible. So like it it would have been it would have been totally reasonable to expect them to jump up and be like, "Good news, guys! We're we're gonna be the Fallout Four of, or we're 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 aiming for an Arkham Knight level of quality." You know, I mean, <laughs> right? We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be Arkham Knight and we're gonna be set during World War Two, exactly what you always wanted. It's gonna be really important that you take this horse up on the roof of this building, so you get down in there and. <laughs> Grappling horse. A horse winch. A grappling horse. Yeah, use your horse winch. Oh, wait, wait. Don't, 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 uh... Hey, winches belong on jeeps, not on horses. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, uh, don't be, uh, so, so sure there won't be a horse, like, stealth section or something. I hope there is. I hope that I'm ready for horse stuff. I feel like we've done everything else. You're, you're yeah, always right. ready for horse right, stuff. Like horse tailing and horse stealth. I mean, it was fine in Metal Gear. You know, you get on the side of the horse. You're, That's uh, true. That was pretty good. Horse, horse stealth worked really well in Metal Gear. Just remember, the Witcher did have horses. I don't know. I never really pulled it off right, but the couple times I did, I remember feeling pretty good about it in Metal Gear. Uh, but most of the I time... Like, I feel like I was able to stealth with the horse pretty consistently in Metal Gear. I feel like most of the time I would try it, but I'd always be running through areas where enemies are on both sides. And but so, see, like, is... I'm hiding behind the horse, but someone just sees me on the left. <laughs> it's, it's like, 
this okay. is the problem because they'll, they'll, they'll like get it. Like, don't they realize there's like, like a lone horse just like. It's like you'll, you'll take your horse, um, right, and you'll go into stealth mode, and there will be just someone on the very top of the pyramid, and you go, I see you. Uh huh. <laughs> so, so, so I guess. How about ancient, how about ancient Egyptian guns? How are guns going to come back in ancient Egypt? Oh, that's a good question. First uh, reads. Reeds. And they'll just fill them with magical explosive powder. There we go. <laughs> just like how Moses defeated the Pharaoh. Yeah. If, I if I recall my biblical history correctly. Uh, that's exactly how it went. Last shot, I heard. shot him with a revolver. That's right. He, he, he crossed the Red Sea and then... Wasn't, you know, the, uh, wasn't Moses Jerusalem's custom? Right. So I'm pretty sure that's how he would have defeated him. Uh, yeah. yeah, he would have definitely used a gun for like a lot of stuff. Yeah. That was kind of, that was his deal. He saw yeah. the burning bush and he shot it. He's like, oh, that bush shouldn't be up <laughs> <laughs> The bush was burning because he was trying his new, um, his new uh, incendiary rounds. The, the bush was coming right at him. He had to stop it. <laughs> for, for, for a he had to stand his ground. He can't just let that bush push him around. Let for my a people go over my dead body. For a franchise that was Wait, so not... vehement about not being able to do, like, any of the World Wars because they couldn't do guns. How many games actually had guns in them? More than didn't. I feel like quite a lot of them. Like, Most it's, it's probably easier to say which games didn't have guns. So one I didn't have started guns. with guns on Tetris. <laughs> Tetris didn't have a gun. Yeah, I was just thinking, I had to look it up. It doesn't have... At no point was there a gun in Tetris. <laughs> Why did you have to look that up? Not in any of them from what I'm looking at here. Oh, wait, yeah, no. It's... Tetris attack. That Nope, no gun. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded well, like there could have been I, one. I was, talking specifically about, I was talking specifically about the Assassin's Creed franchise. Because <laughs> they... <laughs> I do, I do feel like they've kind of at this point like like popped that cherry, you know, like it, it's sort of you've had enough games now with firearms in them, and and, and beyond what the hell, <laughs> someone's firing off their gun, and beyond that, <laughs> uh, Second Amendment right, leave them alone, and now we have Watch Dogs too, which right. is which is pretty yeah. much not Watch Dogs too, but like Watch Dogs also. And we're also going to get Watch Dogs. So, I mean, now we definitely. Now Watch we know Dogs what also. Assassin's Creed looks like with guns. And, right. Like, yeah, it's not good. Well, it's not good. It looks like with guns and guns. So maybe they were right, is what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the guns are the problem with Watch Dogs. That's true. The guns actually do feel really good in Watch Dogs. It's kind of everything else. It's the yeah. cars. It's the. So, I mean, I guess they're right to not have cars. Um, but I'd be if if the next Assassin's Creed wound up being having like a pretty major shooter mechanic, I'd actually be pretty okay with that. I feel like let's see what what had guns in it. I feel like somehow Chronicles China ended up with guns. Russia featured a gun, a really shitty rifle. Even the rifle should have been good by that point. We had Rogue. Um, actually, all of the America Saga had guns. Yeah, they all had guns. One of them. Uh, Syndicate had guns. I think I'm, I'm sure. Guns. I didn't play. I Unity, mean, that's the I'm thing sure about had... that's the thing about guns is it's a slippery slope. You start by being like, "Oh, it's okay to have a gun in this game because it's just a flintlock," and then all of a sudden, <laughs> before you know it, you got semi-autos everywhere. And... But see, it was so bad in in Syndicate, like in in Syndicate and in um and in Russia, the guns are really really bad, even for being updated. Kind of, you know. We're we're pretty close in the timeline to what we're using today, 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, they still managed to be weak. And I remember there was one boss in Unity that I had a fight. I mean, sorry, not Unity, in Syndicate that I had a fight. And I shot her six times, and she was like, oh, it's just a scratch. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. It took away, like, a quarter of her health. Oh, I mean, you can just blame that on the animus, right? <laughs> yeah, every time you notice something like that, Jay, is the animus. There's, no, there's things like that in Quantum Break. Like, there's a uh, there's uh, this enemy, this really standard enemy that you run into all the time. And it's, like, five or six shots to kill him. But then in the TV show, one of the guys just, like, shoots him once with the weakest pistol, and he's dead. <laughs> and you're sitting there like, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess it's it's because it's happening in the cutscene. If you get shot in the cutscene, then it's weak. Well, and it was shot outside the cutscene. It was also, I mean, you know, time travel or something. I don't know. Blame it on that. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway. He was shot five I, I more like... times in the future, so it only took one bullet in the past there to kill go. him in the present. <laughs> Didn't um, Ezio also have a gun once? Uh, yeah, Ezio had a gun. How? I, what do you mean, how? Leonardo da Vinci made it for him. Yeah, Leonardo da Vinci Me made to it. it. <laughs> That's everybody knows, Leonardo da Vinci. That's really what happened. His name was Mr. Wesson. He invented everything. Didn't you read that book about the things that happened? Ezio, it's my flying machine, and it's got a gun on it. You know, I mean, attaches just, a gra- or the Gatling gun. Attaches the Gatling I mean, he did make a fucking tank. Like, there are so many other problems. <laughs> There are so many things that we should be worried about in uh, Assassin's Creed, the the entire two trilogy. Like, I mean, this is true. You're literally I, shutting down like his death machines that Da Vinci's created at one point. Yeah, he, he's I, basically I, like he's basically a Robotnik. He almost made a Metal Dr. Gear. Wiley. He's Doctor Wily. <laughs> he was like right there. If he would have been allowed one more like like level, uh, a bonus level, it would have had a Metal Gear in it. What's a Metal Gear? Ezio, I call it a Metal Gear. It's a <laughs> Let me tell you about nuclear proliferation. You're going to love it. <laughs> Sit back. Ezio. I got a 40-minute cutscene for you. Ezio, you have Solid to shoot Leo. up the radome at the top of the Metal Gear. Ezio, come on. <laughs> Ezio, it's a weak spot. So I guess the question is, are they going to have the gun mechanics nailed down in time for Gustavo's Creed? <laughs> They're going to have to. I hope so. Because his neighborhood, everyone has a gun. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's, he's, he's also... I hear they had guns in the Cuban Revolution. Oh, that was actually an urban legend. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess it's not true. They, but, that yeah, was, it was Gustavo just was donkey do jousting. They climbed on a donkey. <laughs> they, they thrust corn husks at each other and see who wins. <laughs> That's all I've been told about Cuba, and I'm not sure if it's right. <laughs> but I don't know why Mrs. Iverson and- would lie to me. Ezio, this is the this is the people's revolution. <laughs> why why is he Italian? <laughs> why not? He is now. That's how it is. We rewrote it. Time the, travel. Fidel Castro. The animus. It was the animus. <laughs> it's the animus. It made him Italian. It makes everyone yeah, Italian. Someone overwrit one of the files right. from Cuba with the Italy file, and now there's some bleed through. Oh shit! I fucked up his language file. <laughs> Actually, that, I wish. Wouldn't that be kind of funny if they used the animus more like comedic effect, where like in in Black Flag, like Blackbeard has like a woman's voice, and you're like, that that can't be right, and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, I fucked up his voice file, so this is just this is what Hold we on, had. I have a, pushing it up, or like he's just he's got Microsoft Sam's voice. <laughs> Ed, but that is like that. That is so close to reality because you know that sounds like something you would do, but not by accident. Yeah. Yeah. See, and then that's what happened with with Unity, right? In Unity, um, 
the stuff that they fucked up and couldn't fix. They just made an anatomist glitch. That's a, that's actually true. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can't can't fix pop in. Just add a little effect, so the, it looks like they're popping in through the animus. That should be a workaround in Gustavo's Creed for the final boss. Is if you don't want to fight him, you go rewrite, you rename the extension on the bo- final boss file to like a .txt, and then it doesn't work. That's was very Kojima, actually. Yeah, that's yeah actually, exactly. That's actually kind of cool. I thought you were going to say if you can't get past the final boss, you go rewrite the game and make your own Gustavo's Creed without an end boss. <laughs> How about that? How's that for meta? Well, well, I think we fixed Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed guys. Good job, everyone. Once again. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, yeah, it seems like it's a regular thing we have to do, and uh, it seems like we always do it perfect. So, yeah, pretty good. Call I'm, us Ubisoft. I'm pleased with everyone today. So, should we talk about some games? I mean, some games that aren't our usual, uh, our usual fare. How is Kojima doing? Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Um, actually, m- maybe we should review. I have, uh, I have our our list of podcast discussion topics, so maybe now's a good time to review all the things that I have put into our list of dead horses. Because I'm not sure if everybody's seen these yet. Um, so these, this is this is my list of things that we talk about way too much on this podcast, um, and I'm sure you've never noticed at home. But uh, these are the things that we should try to avoid, and we've already fucked up today. But maybe tomorrow we can do a better job. Uh, By virtue of not doing a podcast tomorrow, I imagine we'll probably do better. Dead, dead horse number one. DLC is bad. Slash companies are nickel and diming customers. Hey, uh, how about, how about all those games? How about all those video games where you have to download the DLC to get the ending? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good one. That's a that's good one. Bad. That's a great dead horse. <laughs> uh, dead horse number two. Square Enix is self-hating. There we go. Self-hating. Yeah, they're self-hating. They hate themselves and want themselves to do badly. What about the time? the thing I didn't like. Are doing anything here? That Final Fantasy 15 has a flying car. I mean that. Yeah, that's that's the definition of self-hating. Dead Horse number three. Hideo Kojima did anything. (laughs) I I I don't know, but I've been told that Hideo Kojima rigged the voter elections. He ate a sandwich. He ate a sandwich and he posted a picture of it on Twitter and it looked pretty good. Yeah, he does that a lot. Looked pretty good. Uh, Dead Horse number four, Lame Stream Media fell for something. Ah, the Lame Stream Media. And, oh. and, I mean, we did already talk about that Assassin's Creed rumor. Well, and uh, good thing because. Guess what? <laughs> Dead Horse number five, Assassin's Creed slash Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I don't know that we can't stop talking about Ubisoft because they got to release like five games in a year. Ah oh, man, yeah, they are busy boys, aren't they? Like they always, <laughs> they've always got something going on. They've always got something going on, and like I was gracious enough to skip over the division, but the truth is, the division is trying to fuck over players right now <laughs> <laughs> by nickeling and diming them, and with DLC perhaps. <laughs> That's close. Actually, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Close, of yeah. course. Yeah, it's just—it's called the video game industry, guys. Like, <laughs> it's just how it is now. Uh, let's see here. I've got a pretty good list of games that we can talk about this week. Um, okay. Did you? I—I'm most curious because uh, I mentioned it. I think very briefly last week, or maybe the week before, uh, the Doom beta. And I played. I I want to really clarify everything that I told you about the Doom beta is based off two matches. I didn't play it any more than that. 
I just got in and was like, oh, it feels like old Doom. And then I left and called it a day. And I played it on the PlayStation 4. Apparently, now that it's an open beta, everyone hates the shit out of it. You were well, you I can tell you why. So, uh, Lucio, feel free to, uh, to shed some light on all the things that they did to fuck up Doom. So the problem is that they're not really making Doom. It doesn't feel like Doom, for starters. It feels like a weird love child between uh, Quake, Unreal Tournament, and Halo, and Call of Duty. Interesting. Um, so it has loadouts, which is one of the things that it's really bad because it has loadouts, but at the same time, it doesn't really have pickups in the map. Mm-hmm. So you can find some pickups, uh, but they're mostly like just health and, um, and armor. Mm-hmm. And there's one weapon that you might be able to pick up. The other only thing that you can pick up besides that is the Demon Rune, mm-hmm. which is a whole other story. You know That brings its own issues to the table. But um, it's not fast enough, for starters. It feels like it should be faster in order to like get to that old Doom speed. Faster like movement, or do you mean like the rate at which you kill characters, or...? Both. Both? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it should be faster. It needs to be, um, you know, to have more, how can I put it? More map knowledge. So, you know, the old thing uh, about the, the old games was that you had the old map knowledge and, um, you know, the, you know where the pickups were and you knew where you needed to go to get weapons. The weapons were usually randomized, so you didn't have to worry um, you know, about somebody always picking the same gun. Mm-hmm. The and, and this brings me to the next point, which is the guns are completely unbalanced. So, for example, the plasma rifle and the assault rifle are utterly useless. The shotgun is pretty much the best gun in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe there's a sniper rifle that you can use to to kind of hit people from a distance. Mm-hmm. But between those two, um, you know, the loader with the sniper rifle and the um, and the super shotgun, you can pretty much just dominate everything. And you're going to notice that because you're going to see people with the same loadouts in every single match. Okay. Um, so it's not balanced. Um, the, the demon room is is a weird like power up because it's only really fun for the person who picked it up. Because if you had somebody picking up a demon rune in your team, that means that you're not going to kill anybody until that person is finished with this transformation. Um, and if you're in the other team, what you're basically going to be doing is turning away from the guy that has a demon rune. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of it just feels very arbitrary. And since it's a power-up that just kind of pops up whatever is in the map, there's no real rhyme and reason as to who gets it. Like yeah. it's not like the worst player is going to get it because they need to uh, catch up, or it's not like the best player is going to get it as a reward for being the best player. Or it had a location on the map and people knew to go right. there, um, which wouldn't be something that I'd be super fond of. But you know, I yeah, get it. that would that would bring us some problems too. But it's it's just very arbitrary. It's like it's. Which makes sense because I couldn't figure out when it did happen. Uh, I didn't really understand how or why. Like, whenever it happened to me, like, it was just kind of like it's put in front of me, and I was like, oh, look, a demon room. Eh. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's fun. I don't think it has longevity. I don't think it has that kind of um, like the, the ingredients to to have people play for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not something very competitive. So, you know, if you're looking for something, and, and unfortunately, most people are looking for that when it comes to these kind of games these days. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that's competitive. It's there's too way too much that's just kind of random. Right. Right. Um, it also has the leveling system from Call of Duty, which is weird. Like, you don't have all of the guns available to you immediately. Well, that's what I wanted from my Doom experience. Is is it really though? Because I mean, I don't. I I had the least issue with that. Like when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's a modern sensibility that I think is um, something that I can, you know. The problem is that since they kind of have this identity crisis. Mm-hmm. It's in a weird place where, like, it's not pleasing people like me who wanted, like, an old-school arena shooter type thing. Uh-huh. And it's definitely not tight enough or competitive enough to where it's going to please the people that like a COD or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it doesn't do either of those things well enough. It doesn't really bring anything new to the table. If anything, it brings old problems to the table mm-hmm. um, and mixes them with new problems. <laughs> so and mind you I'm not necessarily I don't necessarily believe that it, we can have something like a modern arena shooter like a, a new take on an arena shooter mm-hmm. but I feel that if you're going to go that route they should have kind of just gone all the way yeah like, you know. I do get that I, I, I definitely get that attitude of like you know hey you, you, you did half of it like you, right. you know, you got like a lot of the movement down and stuff like that, but you forgot to do like the rest of it. I mean, if you're if you're gonna prey on, I, I don't want to call it nostalgia, but I mean, I, I guess I can't it think is, of it, it but it, it is nostalgia. So, uh, but if you're gonna prey on that, you have to. There's certain things that you have to do to match it, and so I, I definitely understand if uh, if fans of the old game don't see that stuff and are and are upset about it. I don't think it's as bad as the reviews say either. Uh huh. Uh, but you know the internet has always been known for being measured and an inflammatory <laughs> uh, right. string of reviews on the internet. Unbelievable. Right. Exactly. I don't believe Whoever that at all. I'm still curious how single player is going to pan out. Um, I'm actually more worried about how I'm playing the beta. <laughs> I would. I would be too because I was thinking about it the other day, and I mean, I, I mind you, I haven't followed this game super closely. But I don't feel like I've really seen any any of it. Like, what does the single player even look like? I don't. I don't know that I know. They showed something at E3, but did they? I'm kind of worried because it is very clear to me now that it's not uh, the game. Not only that, but that they sped up the footage for that trailer, mm. the multiplayer trailer. It is very clear to me that that was put up. Now, do keep in mind that I believe, and I might be talking out my ass here, because again, I haven't, I haven't researched too much, but I've been reading that the multiplayer component of Doom was outsourced uh, to a different studio. Well, I can only hope. So the single player may be different. I, I don't actually know. I mean, like, I, I wasn't so for really... All we know, all we know, the, the single player for Doom, it could be Doom 3 or it could be Wolfenstein. Forbes has been kind enough to call it divisive. Thank you, Forbes. Go fuck yourself, Forbes. That's very nice of them. Pick a side. Which one? Which one? The Doom multiplayer. Who's the writer? Oh, I don't know. I'm not clicking it. Yeah. 
I don't want to open Forbes. Right I always, now. I always have to, I always have to know which writer did it because I already have depending like depending on who it is. Every time I open up a website while we do the podcast, it plays some fucking noise and and it gets in the recording. <laughs> and I already got, I already got like a Steam message and a Adobe PDF update. So like, I'm just gonna, I'm just not touching anything else. We're not, I'm not computing anymore. So anyway, yeah, that's why I think it's so hated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fun. I don't think is. I don't think I I would play it a lot. Okay. Uh, so if you were looking to forward this game for the multiplayer, then it's not. I mean, go play Unreal Tournament, I guess. Right. It's not looking good. You're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Definitely fair enough. I think. So, I think it's just I didn't spend enough time with it. That's all. So uh, yeah, I guess it becomes more glaringly obvious once you have a lot of matches on you. Dude, I I, I want to um, segue from Doom into something I played this weekend. And what was that? I played Battleborn. Oh, that's right. I saw you hop on that, and you said, uh, "I believe I'm paraphrasing here, but I think I think the word's not very good." Yeah, it's not very good. May have appeared at some point or another. So, what's the story there? Um. So it it I guess they're trying to do. An arena schooner slash MOBA and trying to capitalize a little bit off of what they did for the Borderlands with um, the team shooting and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, it's kind of a combination of, um, of of shooting genres, I guess, of, of um, uh, third person, first, first shooter genres, all that kind of stuff with, with a little bit of arena um, slash MOBA thrown in there. And God, it's just. It's just it's just such a pain in the ass to play. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have like um, you have a lot of characters, but you only start with a few unlocked, and you you know you have to rank up in order to use other characters. Um, each match, I guess, each character basically comes with um, with three skills, right? They come with three special skills. Uh, you start out with two of them, and you can evolve that character in each match to get new skills and all this kind of stuff. But it's kind of like um. You know, if you're kind of playing alone, it's going to be a very miserable experience. Like if you if you choose to do single player, um, if you choose to do a match where you don't know anyone else, then you're going to have a very bad time because it actually, you know, um, other players and uh, can fuck you up pretty easily, especially if they're evolving faster than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the single player experience, like the enemies are just a huge fucking grind. It's clear that. It was designed to have a full team of four players, and there's like no way that you know the the enemies just don't scale properly. It, like it, they won't scale down to say, oh, there's only there's only one one player here. Um, you know, there's just let's let's scale down the enemies and make them a little easier to deal with. Um, so you know, all of that is just kind of kind of got it. It just makes it so much of a grind. It makes it so much of a slog. And you're just dying so often. And then at the end, you see your rank, and your rank's barely moved. It's like, you know, I, I'm like, I don't have time to grind all this shit. Um, but on top of it, you know, I would say the characters are just fucking obnoxious. And I would say the color palette for the game is fucking obnoxious. Like, it's, it's, I'm actually looking at it and makes me want to throw up. Um, you know, I feel like I'm going to have an epileptic fit just playing the fucking thing. Are there, uh, I'm trying to think of how many characters there were. It was a lot. It was like, it was like 20 or 25 characters that they were showing when I saw the game the first time. Yeah, it's a lot. Is that, is it like the full roster in the beta or is it just a piece of it? 
No, they don't. No, it's only just a piece of it in the beta. Oh, okay. You only. I. Th- I think I only had something like five to choose from. Like it was absurd. Like I see all these cool characters in front of me. Actually, you know what? I might be wrong. I think. I think it's. It's all of them were in the beta, but you actually had to grind in order to use them. Is um, is the beta over now? Because it's. It's been going on for a while. I feel like. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was until yesterday. So it ended yesterday. Oh, okay. But, um, so a little over a week at least. A little over a week. But yeah, you you actually had to go through the grind of getting the other characters, and that's part of what you know just turned me off to the game. Because um, I saw some cool characters. I saw some cool characters I wanted to try. There's like um, some girl who has a monster that manifests out of her. There's um, a penguin who sits around in a mecha, and I look at those. Oh, I'm like, oh, those are all really fucking cool. And the only character I can play as is um, some stupid space marine with his Gatling gun. And a lot of the characters that you have access to kind of flat out just it, it, it takes a while to find someone that you're going to be comfortable with someone you can feel you can use because i cycled through three three characters i finally landed on one i don't remember any of their names he's kind of like a dapper robot um time control steampunk kind of guy and you know i i, I felt comfortable using him but it was just kind of i don't know I, I i guess i guess i feel like a lot of it was just kind of the grind of the game um just how long levels were and how easy it was to get thrashed in matches and I just I just didn't have a good time. Uh-huh. You know? It seems that that thing of having like expecting you to have like all of your friends with you to play a game and to expect you to like work in perfect harmony is becoming yeah. a trend and I'm not necessarily cool with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. So there's definitely a lot of um you know, and I think part of this is actually League of Legends, Paul. You should add that to your um, being a dead horse. But um, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I think I think League came out with this design principle, and, and, you know, they became this huge competitive... They became an eSport in its own. It's not like other... You're going to play Call of Duty, you're going to play Battlefront, and, you know, a couple others. If you're a fighting game player, you're going to play King of Fighters and Street Fighter, but then there's, like, a whole list of fighting games you can jump into... League of Legends just kind of created their own esport, um, mm-hmm. whether it was unintentionally or intentionally. And it's heavily team-based. You know, you have to have a good team. You have to have your people that specialize in each one. And it, now I think other companies are trying to capitalize on that same success, but they're not going to recreate it. Um, is the main problem with it. And I it's, think... It re- yeah. yeah. No, I linked an article a few months ago where basically the, the idea is that, you know... People who played League aren't really fans of MOBAs or fans of League. And I think companies are kind of missing that point. Yeah. Like yeah. Call of Duty players are fans of Call of Duty. They're not fans of tactical shooters. Right, exactly. Exactly. They didn't, they didn't go out and buy Rainbow Six. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's, exact, that's exactly that's it. Cool. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that, that kind of nails the point. And I think, you know, you kind of nail it with how, um, how there's just this design principle of... Um, let's make these really intricate team mechanics. And for me, that's not fun. It's like, it wasn't fun for me in playing Battleborn. And it's the reason, you know, that's the main thing that turned me off to Overwatch because that was um, pretty interesting in Overwatch much. for a while. And, you know, I, it's just, I can't do this this thing where your team is so kind of I think we've I think we've had this discussion before, but how how much of a bummer do you think it was in like the 2K offices when Overwatch was revealed? 
<laughs> Do you think that was like just a real downer for them for that day? Just like, oh, what? Oh, <coughs> oh and their yeah. character has a crazy ass, guys. Ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer. You know, you, you know I, th- I think this is actually because Division before it was launched did a lot of things right. It's only after launch that they started fucking it up. But the, the, the biggest thing about the Division that makes it so good is that whether you're playing solo or whether you're playing in a team, it's always perfectly viable, but also the game gives you every single skill that you're going to need in order to survive, in order to play the game your way, and you can adapt to situations on the fly. Yeah. And, you know, that, that, that's, that's what's so, so great about it, like, that, that adaptability. And, and, and a game like Battleborn, it doesn't have that. If I, if I pick a support class in Battleborn, I'm stuck with that support class, and there's, like, you know, nothing I can do the rest of the match in order to adapt. I'm just kind of stuck with that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this was a support class. Um, I'm kind of fucked because I don't play support and I don't know how to manage it. Like, you know, maybe I want to DPS or whatever. Um, and it's just like, you know, it's not it's not fun to kind of be bottleneck that way. And I think bringing up um, 2K is another good point. It's like, you know, evolve... Um, I, I guess I guess evolve. You kind of know what you're getting into, and I guess you kind of have like your AI compatriots that follow you around, as opposed to Battleborn, which just leaves you kind of flying in the wind. Um, but it still sucked having to grind my way through a bunch of classes I don't want to play just to get to someone I did want to play. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I just really hate that approach to the design. Like, you know, I want something like uh, Rainbow Six or something like The Division where I can pick what I know I want to play straight from uh, the start and just work on that instead of grinding my way into the next class and the next class and the next character. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get that. I don't want to keep us here all night, of course, but I we did promise that we'd talk about stories last week. And I, want, I do want to make sure that we do that a little bit. Because um, you've been playing that one, right, Lucio? Yes, I have. And this was a game that uh, I don't know if you still feel this way, but I think uh, I think I would have described it as something that l- looks and maybe feels a lot better than it should be. Yes, it does. If that makes any sense, um, it's a lot better than it has any right to be. Yeah, kind of. Like especially when, like, first of all, like the, the name is like the most generic bullshit. Like, <laughs> right, right. What is or it? It's Path of Destiny. So I'm like, okay, sure, I'll take whatever the fuck that is. And then when you sent me the key and I like started downloading and I saw like the main character is a fox, I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> what the fuck did I sign up for? <laughs> so I played it at PAX, and um, I, I don't know how much it's changed since then. But uh, but yeah, you you play as a uh, as a, a fox hero, and you go through um, y- your choices are basically like kind of mapped to the map a little bit. So like, it's, no, it's basically a chooser an adventure book. Yeah, yeah, that's a good so description. Like, you would be, um, you know, you get to certain points in the story. So let me start at the beginning. So you are this guy named Renato who is like a, a noble adventurer, fox guy. He retires because his, his new girlfriend promises to make him promise not to die in the gallows. Mm-hmm. So he basically retires to drink wine for the rest of his life uh, until the evil empire attacks. Um, so, you know, they attack, they kill everybody. And 
he manages to leave um, this island with his book. Now, it's mm. super important that he must get to the rebellion, which is the, the good guys in the game. Um, so what happens is you you go to the story, like after you, you do the tutorial level, which is where that, that part happens, um, you know, you go to a story and eventually you start getting these choices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what you choose, you get a different story. And they can be very different. Like it can be, you know, oh, this story, I'm going to go get this sacred artifact from the tomb of whatever. Uh, the other one is like, I'm going to go kidnap the princess. Um, you know, they vary a lot. Right. Um, the, the whole like narrative idea is that, you know, when you do a story, um, the, the first few times will end badly, right? Mm-hmm. So the book will let you go back to when you first opened it and make different choices. Um, so, so hold on, hold on. Are, 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 are the choices that you get to start with just all bad and then you get new ones or, or what? So the way that the game works is the first few times you win the game, they're going to be bad endings. Okay. Because you need to learn four four truths, four hidden truths to okay, be able to it. finish the game right. I get it. So it has something like twenty four endings, but in order to get like the good ending, you only really need to finish the game like four times. Right. Which is pretty good, right? So you know you still can go back and do the rest, but you can technically finish the game within maybe like six hours. Yeah. Um, this so one- it's not. It's not. Like um, like Moon Hunters, where is um, procedural generator or anything like that? The stories are ported out, but they change depending on which choices you make. Mm-hmm. But so there is like a finite. I, I want to say they said there was like twenty five endings or something like that. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. I don't even. Yeah, twenty four, twenty four different are, endings. Are are they all? Are they all like? Super different, or is it just kind of an ending where it's like you know the first time you I think, end the game? I think the stories are are, are pretty wildly different. At least what I yeah, played, they, they were. But okay. but the gameplay certainly isn't. Like I don't right, think the gameplay is going to be the same for all of them. It, it doesn't play any differently. Like you're, you're still and, going to the same places, doing the same thing. And what about what about the um, you know what about the gameplay? Is there any any way to mix it up in terms of your equipment and spells and all that? Or not really. That felt the right. least. That that was the part that felt the least. Uh, it, it's it's another one in like a long line of games where the narrative aspect is great and the gameplay is okay. That I've been playing lately. Right. Uh, you know, it's the same thing with the Moon Hunters. It's a little more deep than Moon Hunters. Um, the combat is very twitchy and it feels very good, but there's no real variety to it, and there's very little strategy. Right. right. Like, you're not going to find an enemy that you have to beat any different ways, uh, or at least not in a way that's really, like, meaningful. There's no, like, cool boss where you have to destroy, like, stuff right. in a certain order, you know, nothing like that. Right, exactly. I... There's no moment where you are like, oh, you know, they took away my disability. How am I going to adapt? This, uh, this, stuff is like the, that. this is the game I was talking about that Michael and I demoed at PAX, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but... 
at, for whatever reason, as the guy was showing us the game, um, I wouldn't even let him finish his sentences sometimes before I would choose. I know that's rude, um, <laughs> but I, I just I really remember I, he was like, "All right, we can decide what to do here." And he's like, "If we go this way, we can we can uh, you know do this thing with Planted the princess. Garden. But if we go this way, we could we could collect a sword." And so I was like, "Oh, let's do that." And so I picked that, and I can't remember how it plays out exactly, but like you meet your friend, and he's like. This is your old friend from long ago. And he's like, if you sacrifice him, you get the sword. But he's your old friend, and he's really... And so, like, I just without even thinking about it, I sacrificed him. <laughs> and I feel, like, I feel like we just kind of horrified this guy a little bit, because I just basically made a conscious decision right at the beginning that whatever choice came my way, I would choose the most evil. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the right thing to do when you demo a game, or at least it, it didn't seem like he was expecting it. Um, but yeah, well, considering how much of a pussy most can generally star, <laughs> yeah, I suppose, right? But well, I just, two, I just automatically did the evilest things I could think of. Two things about that, like you know, we have a lot of games where choice is kind of the uh, the primary mechanic, but they don't want you to be evil. So why even bother having choices? Like, yeah, how many how many yeah. Bioware games have you played where you just like can't? The, the most evil you can be is kind of just like be a little snarky dick while you uh, while you agree to go find that woman's children or collect seven sandwiches. I feel like, oh my god, I, I, there's just exactly what you're talking about. There's just something that that bugged me. Oh my god, I wish my brain wasn't so slow tonight. It kind of makes me think of uh, Quantum Break because now that I'm done with it, I went back and looked at well, like um, how a lot of well, the how well, a lot of the. One more thought before we go into oh, quantum. Sure, I mean I'm not going to talk about it very long, but go ahead. Um, so there is only one voice actor in mm. the game, which is the narrator. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And like, I think like a lot of the, the the reason why a lot of people are impressed with this game is because his performance essentially carries the whole plot. Mm. That good. Very well, well, very well voice acted, and he does all the characters. It's basically like some like an old grandpa reading you a book. Oh, like reading you a story. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> no, he has okay. funny voices for the characters and uh, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. But it's all him, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was like you know you only have to pay one voice guy, <laughs> <laughs> but it works very well. I, you know, I, you I, know. Him well. Another um, thing that I kind of thought was a little. When Jared was making all of those evil choices and like you know stepping on kittens and burning down orphanages, uh, as he does, um, <laughs> he does that you know he the the guy who demoed it did seem a little a little surprised by how evil he was. But as I recall, like this game, every scene takes place like in a battlefield, like you're on a floating platform fighting guys. You know you're you're never like you're never in a like hospital in a visiting a loved one or yeah like there's. It doesn't really lend itself to like making it f- seem like a lot of those choices are like dramatic and meaningful to the story. So, do you did did you ever come to a point where like you had you reached a point where it's like I have a hard decision to make and I don't know what to do? Yeah, there's a few hard decisions, but since you know you're gonna go back to the beginning anyway, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's not really what the game is about. Like this is a mass effect. It's more like it's more like the Stanley parable, right? Where you're like, well, right. this is just one thing I'm going to see, and then I'll go back and see the other thing. Right. Exactly. Okay. Do you feel like that diminishes from the experience? No, absolutely not. I think it actually makes it better. Hmm. Because yeah. like the game doesn't pretend to be like it's not like Mass Effect where it promises, you know, lasting consequences for all your choices, no matter how minimal. 
you know, it's very much like the whole narration is, is built upon this idea that you're going to have to do things several times in order to get the right ending. Yeah. Well, and you, you compared it to a choose your own adventure book and like you wouldn't read one of those and get to the end and then and then be like, well, that was fun. Like you go back and <laughs> you go back and see the other choices, you know, yeah. for, for that particular yeah. type of medium. Right. Uh, so um, um, one of the things I, I remember, I remember that I was you know, surprised to, how deep the lore is for this like throwaway game. <laughs> I remember to, to, to Michael's first point, um, just real quick, that. I remember what we were actually talking about the other day is um, when we were crafting this um, this pirate game before we decided Payday 2 was the best pirate game. Um, and it was, it was actually in the fact that in, in every single pirate game you play, right, if you get a choice between working for a country and just being a rogue pirate, being a rogue pirate is never actually a choice Like because it's the worst possible thing you could do. It sabotages you. You don't have any associates um, you're just being attacked for everyone at sea, and you know I, I I think I compared it to basically Caesar's Legion in um, in New Vegas, where where if you join the Powder Gangers and if you join the Caesar's, in Caesar's Legion in New Vegas, you're just basically just shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> like, well, you're no just evil, evil for the sake of being evil, right? Not for any right. kind of gain. I always no, come wait, back man, to being part of Caesar's Legion was the best. Well, yeah, I, sure, because you got to eat people or something. I don't know. <laughs> I also <laughs> found park. I always come back to KOTOR where they're like, sir, will you do a mission for me? And you're like, no, but I'll kill you. And then you get like the, the you know, item that you would have gotten if you'd done the mission. <laughs> and so like you felt awful, but like there was an upside, you know, it's like, well, now I have the thing and I didn't have to right. go do the thing. <laughs> I just, just killed this and, guy. And, and I really liked, you know, and, and sorry, I don't want to get too, too off the point, but I really liked in Fallout 3 how... Um, if you can choose, you can choose being evil, and you can choose being good, and being evil or good basically had the same exact benefits and the same exact um, pitfalls. And then they changed that in the DLC because DLC is bad. It's nickel and diamond customers. <laughs> so I've heard. I do still love in Fallout Three when you get to the end and she's like, "Someone's got to go in there," and you can pick like, "Not me." <laughs> <laughs> Someone's the favorite part is when you had like the ghoul or the super mutant and they're like, no, it's your destiny to go in there. And you're like, you piece of shit, just fucking get in there. Fuck that, I'm not going in there. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah! <laughs> like, that's great. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, it was such a ham-fisted ending. <laughs> no, it was great. Great ending. Good job. Good job, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what was I saying about Quantum Break? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just kind of thinking about something similar when it came to choices, because uh, Quantum Break presents you with a lot of them. And um, you can change a lot about how the game kind of goes down as far as like what secondary characters die. But uh, ultimately, it's the same ending no matter what. I've, I've gone back and like looked at how the game can play out differently. And... Um, it's not very different. <laughs> like it's still largely the same. Um, so a game like this, where choices lead to branches, even though it's not like a permanent thing. Like I think I'd, I think right now I'd almost take that over a game that just like pretends like I'm choosing a bunch of stuff, but I'm really not. Right. Yeah, it's pretty refreshing. And like like I said, a lot of the stories are very different. Um. So there's definitely it's not like it was just what I was expecting. After I got over the fact that it's Foxes and it looks very generic, um, 
is that, you know, I was expecting, oh, I want to choose one thing and it's going to be, oh, well, now I'm going to go left instead of right. Oh, that's... <laughs> uh, but no, they're very different stories and that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of a neat idea. All right. So it's well um, done. Well, before we go, hey, Michael, I dropped you a, a, a treat in chat. For... Oh, on Facebook? Yeah, go ahead. It's some, right, something for him to look at right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> Wait, is my microphone still fucked up so you can hear what I hear? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Are you All listening right, cool. to something right now? I am, yes. I mean, nothing wrong with Lady Ghostbusters in a game. Oh, it's fine in a game? Well, yeah, because they're not trying to make me laugh in a game. <laughs> Women are just bad at comedy. I'm sure they're perfectly good at like actual ghostbusting as a career. Well, I, I didn't just link it for because there are ladies in the game. I mean, it looks like a bad game, yes. I mean, was Ghost, was Ghostbusters a real chuckle fest? Like, maybe I'm just not remembering it right. But yeah, uh, I, Jesus, I feel like Jared, there's a lot of dry humor. Like, I feel like it wasn't just a straight goofy kind of ha-ha humor. I mean, Robocop's pretty funny. I found that out. I don't know right. that. He, he did shoot a guy. In what, the if, what if he was a woman? You know what's next on my list for Robo incredibly cop, in, huh? incredibly famous movies that I've never seen? Uh, what's that? Is uh, Dirty Harry. I've never seen Dirty Harry. Well, wow. It's a classic. But all the clips I've been watching, it looks like he just shoots black people the whole time. <laughs> That's why it's a classic. I don't feel like <laughs> I don't feel like this is a movie you could make today. <laughs> I mean, two words, Clint Eastwood. That's all you need to know about that. <laughs> yeah, whether it can be made today. Okay, well, I'm gonna watch that one too because I never saw. Um, it. What else have you seen? Have you seen? I didn't. You know, my parents weren't super strict about the whole R-rated thing, but like, it, it was enough. Like. Uh, have you let's see? Have you seen Raging Bull? Uh, yeah, I've seen Raging Bull. I haven't seen okay. a lot of the Schwarzenegger uh, flicks. Like, I don't think I've ever seen. I saw Commando on TV, and I feel like I probably didn't miss too much. You, you um, got you got the you got the ending line about right. True Lies. Uh, I've seen True Lies. True Lies was actually PG thirteen. Huh. It's funny because like in South America they used to play shit like Die Hard like. That was like I've seen oh, Die yeah, Hard. Seen Die Hard yeah, yeah. Afternoon. I've seen Die Hard. Die Hard's I got, great. I might watch Die Hard when we're done here. Um, how about how about Death Wish? Uh, what is Death Wish? Oh, you haven't seen Death Wish? I don't. Okay. Charles I don't Bronson. Even, Come on, Charles Bronson. I don't think I even know. Oh wow. Okay, you, you, should, you need to go no, watch. I, Death I get Wish. so much crap for not watching the dumb shit that you guys <laughs> like. What about Unforgiven? Have you watched Unforgiven? Yeah, but yeah, Death Wish is yeah, from the 70s, Michael, so that fits your MO. Right. I'm pretty, killing <laughs> people was cool. I'm pretty sure I've seen every Western from the last 20 years, or pretty close. Like, even the really, really bad ones. So Unforgiven's good. I got that one. What about that up. one where the girl is fucking... Jane like, get her gun? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. It was really stupid, but... I didn't watch that one yet, but I probably about will. about the one where the chick is actually a dude? Uh, the Crying Game? That's the one. <laughs> I wasn't a Western. I wouldn't really it. consider it a Western. Talking about Westerns? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about Westerns. Well, that would have been a bad Western. <laughs> no. Yeah, you've, seen, you, you've seen Boss Nigger. I don't think I have. <laughs> huh. I don't think so. Okay. Wait, is that a movie Boss or a Nigger guy? Then. Boss Nigger's a movie. Oh, okay. I think they, go, I I think they just call it. I think they just call it boss now. I, I um, that's probably smart. That seems like I wonder a, why. That seems like a good title change. Uh, like I'm not gonna walk into my local blockbuster and ask to rent that one. 
<laughs> Excuse yeah, me, sir. Uh, where do you check on that? Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try not to type that in anywhere, so <laughs> we'll be good. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other. Oh, like I said, the Schwarzenegger stuff. I, I've uh, believe it or not, I've never seen Predator. Really? I've never seen it all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces, uh, but I've never like sat down and watched Predator from beginning to end. What a shame. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think. What else? What else? Um... Uh, Cliffhanger. I always remember wanting to watch Cliffhanger. Oh, you're not missing Cliffhanger. And I, I watched the beginning a lot, but then it made me too sad, and I couldn't continue. The story of Sylvester Stallone versus the guy from Third Rock from the Sun. He dropped that woman and he didn't want to. How about about Deep Impact? Yeah, Deep Impact's fine. With Elijah Wood. Uh, I think I saw Deep Blue Sea. That's the shark one, right? Yeah, that's the shark one. Yeah, I saw that one. Where Samuel L. Jackson Jackson gets eaten? Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) The movie's great. Are we still recording? Yeah, why not? Shouldn't we like? Well, I because I feel like you know I feel like that that trailer got a lot less of reaction of Michael than I expected it to, so I'm kind of sad. I mean, I can come up with something to say. Now let's let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead. And, this is a good time to mention that if you enjoyed our podcast today, you should go subscribe to us on iTunes. Actually, Google Music, Google Play Music just launched their uh, podcast service, so you can subscribe to us on your Android phone without downloading any special apps or anything like that. Now you can just use Play Music. Uh, so check that out. Uh, go check out our website. It's enemyslime.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. We are at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. And uh, this is a fabulous you, place to you, leave. Have you seen Cruel Intentions? Uh, that's the one where she shows her her vagina, right? I mean, I, it's the one where. Wait, the, really? Um, no, that's Basic Oop. Instinct. Oh, no. That's Oop. Basic Instinct. Cruel Intentions is the one. The Cruel Intentions is, is the that one where. Glenn the, Close. The, the, no, so uh, it's one with the two step siblings uh, hatch a plot to seduce the headmaster's daughter. Oh, with Nev Campbell? No, Sarah Michelle Geller. It was like she had Sarah Michelle Geller, uh, Reese Witherspoon. What's the one with Nev Campbell where she's les- lesbian and out all over the place? With so that's that you haven't seen. Let's watch that matches. with Matt with Matt Dillon. Um, no, but I out with Matt Dillon. But I have seen uh, yeah with Matt Dillon. Um, She's listening out with Matt Dillon. And Denise Richards. It's called Wild Things. And they kiss oh, in the pool things. with Matt Dillon. Hmm. Um, and then uh, I also saw I saw that movie with Richard Gere and Glenn Close where she like stalks him and tries to kill him. Pretty woman. Yeah, pretty, pretty woman. That's the one. <laughs> um, anyway. I, I hope people love the podcast already. I, I hope so. Anyway, I, I think this is a great time to tell you that we are...